0: Welcome to the Winter Maintenance Podcast, Episode 11, Highlights of the 2007 Transportation Research Board Annual Meeting with Wilf Nixon. I'm your host, Dwayne Collett. The 86 TRB Annual Meeting was held in Washington, D.C. on January 21st through the 25th. I know a lot of people involved in winter maintenance are not able to attend, so we want to bring you a few highlights of this meeting through this podcast. In this first TRB episode, Dr. Wilf Nixon of the University of Iowa will provide us a few highlights of the overall meeting and what stood out for him from a winter maintenance perspective. In following episodes, we'll be bringing you summaries of a few winter maintenance research reports that were presented at TRB. So, let's get right to it. Here is Wilf Nixon's highlights of the annual TRB meeting. Thanks for joining us. Uh, a lot of people are unable to attend TRB, so I thought it would be a good idea to kind of give them a, a little feel for it, to what the meeting was like. And uh, since you were there, I thought you would be the perfect person to do that. So can you give us a little summary?
1: Well, I'll do my best. Uh, it's Of course, it's one of these huge meetings. There were more than 11,000 people there. There are, oh, more than 700 different sessions, paper sessions, or presentation sessions to go to, so it gets terribly busy. And on top of all of that, of course, uh, you have your committee meetings, and the committee meetings are typically open, and it's where a lot of the most interesting stuff happens and goes on. Uh, The committees uh, are charged with a variety of tasks, but one of them is, is making sure that ideas for research needs in that committee's area get pushed on up the chain, and some of them will ultimately become National Cooperative Highway Research Program research problems. So uh, there's quite a lot of, um, I guess, formative work goes on there. In addition to the papers that are presented that are telling people what's been done, there's a lot of work going on in the area of what, Needs to be done, and where should we be going? And that can make it a very exciting meeting in a number of ways. The other thing that I think is is very good in the area of snow and ice, in particular, we have excellent representation from uh, our international friends. Folks come from Japan, from Scandinavia, from Europe, uh, all over, and that really enriches the whole experience for us. And and that's. Um, I think it's a very, very good thing for us. So uh, I see it, it's a meeting I get to most years, and there's a lot that goes on there, a lot of good stuff. I'm trying to think about highlights, and uh, one of the challenges of a meeting like this is it's a little like trying to take a sip of water from a fire hose, you know? You sort of get a little bit flooded with all the information going on. But two things struck me as very interesting. One was a paper, or or I think it was a couple of papers, by Japanese researchers who've been looking at ways to try and get a measure of friction over a whole road system. And their initial work, more than 10 years ago, uh, they had equipped a bus-type vehicle with a friction-measuring device, and they were driving this around the city of Sapporo, getting friction readings, And clearly they were not totally happy with what they were finding in the sense that a single vehicle, of course, can only be one place at a time and friction can change fairly dynamically on a road system. So they decided back then that they would try and gather information from a host of vehicles and use that information to create a more complete picture, a more friction map, if you will, uh, that they could update in real time of the city streets of Sapporo. And the way they did this was putting accelerometers and GPS units on various um, city taxis. And by taking all that data and crunching it, uh, they have been able to develop a system where they can put together a pretty good friction map of the city of Sapporo. Uh, what I found interesting about this was, first of all, they moved away from the idea that uh, data is necessarily going to come from official vehicles. They said, every vehicle out there is a potential data collection device. Let's use it. And then secondly, uh, they had the foresight 10 years ago to realize that Now, the cost that then would have seemed so prohibitive, such as communication, broadband issues, getting the sensors on the trucks, figuring out or on the taxis, figuring out where they were, all of that, and crunching all that data, which seemed at that time very difficult, now the technology has developed, so it's really quite cheap and certainly very feasible. And there is a long-term viewpoint of research there that I think is very valuable and is one that we could do a lot to learn from here in the U.S. So that, for me, was one of the highlights of the um, conference. Uh, Let's see. Um, Another highlight, uh, and this came in one of the sessions sponsored by our Surface Transportation Weather Task Force, which is looking not just at winter weather, but at all weather issues and how they impact surface transportation. That was related to the uh, it's a federal program called VII Vehicle Infrastructure Integration and it's the VII initiative and what this is doing is saying given that cars today are gathering all sorts of data about their own performance and about the environment within which they are operating if we can take that data collect it crunch it. There is enormous value available in that data, and we need to find a way of using it. And and that's something that really got me thinking that there is a lot of data going to be generated. The issue that we, the researchers, those who are helping development and deployment of new technology, have to be thinking in is, What data is out there that we haven't thought about yet, but we just need to dig a little and we can gather it? And then, how do we take that data and turn it? uh, I like to think of data going up a a sort of value chain of data, information, knowledge, and finally wisdom. Uh, And the data are just bits zeros and ones, we can turn that into information, it's uh, vehicle speed, it's a road surface temperature, whatever. We can then process that to get knowledge and finally, hopefully, the, the top step is to take that knowledge and turn it into what we might call wisdom, which is actually going to guide us in how we do various transportation operations, tasks, whatever those might be. So I think that report was very much saying we need to be doing some serious thinking right now. There is a lot of data going to be available. In 10 years' time, there will be scads of data available to us. What are we going to do with it? How do we get this 10-year time frame that says this is data that we can really make something valuable from? How do we go about doing it? So those two there were obviously many many other things that I think were very important but the data availability and the use of that data I think is going to have a profound impact not only on winter maintenance operations uh, but on all transportation operations and indeed on you and I and everybody else as individual drivers
0: Our thanks to Will for taking the time to speak with us. Send me your comments and suggestions for this podcast. I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email using the contact me button on the website or use our comment line at 206-309-0845 and you can leave us a voice message. This podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons 2.5 license. Thanks for listening, and so long for now.